Hey everyone, it's Mike with your midday update for uh, September 23rd. Uh, right now, we have uh, the S&P 500 down about 85 basis points, and the triple Q's down one and a half percent. So again, you know, the big story here is that we got to our resistance levels around 272 this morning, uh, 333.20 or so on the S&P. We opened right around both of them. We pretty much failed immediately, uh, and we continued the trend lower, which is what's supposed to happen, right? When you fill a gap, you continue the trend lower. So we fell sharply on Monday. That created a big gap in the chart from Friday's close. Friday's close, Monday's drop creates the hole. We then you know, kind of found the bottom Monday. We continued to trade higher throughout Tuesday. We, we got to 33.20, basically closing where we closing the hole that was created from Friday's close. Um, and uh, now we're continuing our trend down. And, uh, and so that's, that's kind of what's supposed to happen when you fill a gap. You're supposed to continue the previous trend. Um, and uh, it's nice to see that technicals are kind of working once again, um, because for a while they hadn't been very well, at least. Uh, and so, you know, uh, again, what, what really the story here is today uh, is that I think we still have a lot further to go on the downside. Um, you know, I run through a series of charts in the write-up. You know, VIX really isn't moving very much today. You're not really seeing put-to-call ratios in stocks. It's actually down, uh, believe it or not, the put-to-call ratio. I mean, so it just means more calls are being, you know, traded than puts uh, still. And uh, the volume in, in options over stocks overall is actually beginning to decline uh, which kind of suggests that liquidity is starting to kind of uh, come out of the marketplace. Uh, there was something I saw yesterday floating around talking about how interactive brokers, now I, I bring this up because that's where I have my stock and that's where I keep my client stuff, uh, was actually um, uh, beginning to raise margin requirements, right? So, you know, it, it means that you're going to put more money up, you're going to be able to borrow less. If other brokers start dealing, doing that, you're going to see less liquidity in the market. That's another reason why we could potentially see uh, some downward pressure. If, if you've seen anything like that from your brokerage, uh, it would certainly be great to hear that as well. Um, so uh, that could certainly be uh, something that's also playing in the background that we haven't really seen a lot of yet. But um, at this point, it just seems like the sellers aren't taking the, I'm sorry, the market participants, investors really aren't taking this drawdown all that seriously, despite, you know, it being a 15% correction. I think given the fact that the NASDAQ had was, is up so much from the lows that no one cares about 15%. Um, you know, if this was a normal period of time where we were just trading and we had been up maybe 5% on the year and it had been a really calm, smooth year, people would be freaking out about a 15% drawdown in the S in the NASDAQ and a 10% decline in the S&P 500. But this just feels like no big deal. At least it does to me. And I think it does to a lot of people. I think there are still a lot of people who believe the market's just going to continue to go up every day. Um, I, I know there are a lot of people because I deal with them on a daily basis. Um, and, and the fact of the matter is, is that markets just don't go up in straight lines. Uh, and so, you know, it seems entirely possible to me that we could still be on a course to get to 2860 in the S&P 500 over the next few weeks, maybe by the time the election should roll around. I mean, it's never easy for me to put a time and a date on a price. Uh, but, uh, you know, basically, I think we're going to just continue down this path. When when you look at the overlay of the chart in that free article I wrote, um, 
it's really kind of stunning to me how the NASDAQ 100 today mimicked the final push higher in the NASDAQ 100 of the 1999 rally. Um, literally, the, the NASDAQ 100 from 1999, it broke out in November of 1999. So basically, it had been trading rather normally. And then in November of 1999, I, I can't tell you what happened at that point in time. I don't remember anymore. Um, we kind of broke out and we just exploded for the next 160 days. Uh, we rose about 84%. Uh, what's, why do I bring that up? Because from March 23rd, from the March low for 160 days, the NASDAQ 100 rose 84%. Um, and we started correcting at the same exact point in time. If you were to line the dates up, uh, in the number of days as when the NASDAQ 100 started correcting in 1999. Now, I, look, that may be a coincidence. Uh, it's very, I, when it comes to investing, when it comes to the stock market, I tend to think there are no coincidences because, you know, there are computers that are running the shows um, and they're all kind of mathematically programmed to do certain things, to find certain correlations, to find certain traces and patterns. Um, so I'm not really certain that it is a coincidence, but I think it's something that's worth noting. And I'm not saying that the point of the article, because I'm sure people don't read things and they don't really understand everything that they read, um, is that it's just to make you aware of this idea that this is not 1999 because that's all you hear. But if you actually look at pockets of the market, pockets like Zoom and DocuSign and Twilo and Shopify, I mean, these stocks are trading at valuations that would make 1999 embarrassed, in my opinion. Uh, true, they have earnings, but they're expected to have earnings. But you know what? Qualcomm at one point was expected to have earnings in the early 90s. Cisco was earning money in the early 90s, right? Um, Microsoft earning money. I mean, people forget that GE was the world's largest company at that point in time, and it was trading at an obscene multiple. Um, so... I, you know, it wasn't just technology stocks at that point, right? And I think the point there was Apple was basically almost out of business at that point in time. Microsoft had to come and save them. And the only reason why Microsoft saved them was because they didn't want to get the antitrust lawsuit slapped on them, right? And so they came in like the last minute, they swooped in with Apple and they were pretty much finished and they cut a deal with Apple to start allowing the Windows products on the Apple OS and that kind of like saved Apple, you know, they started to do some stuff with them and, uh, or not the window, uh, but some of the Microsoft products and that basically saved them. And, uh, but otherwise, I mean, Apple was almost out of business. So the point being is, is that, you know, when there are similarities in this market today that although, yes, we're not trading at 80 times earnings on the NASDAQ, we are trading at 40, which is half. Uh, still a very high multiple historically, actually the second highest multiple other than that period in time in the late 90s. And we we have these pockets of stocks that traded obscene valuations. And it just, what I'm trying to point out is that you need to be aware of this. Don't be blindsided and don't be fooled into believing that everything is normal right now. It's not. And somebody put a comment up in one of my blog posts recently that Michael, it's nice to see that Michael's finally starting to get back into reality, right? Because I've been calling that the market's going to go down and the market's been going down. And I responded to him, no, it's that reality is coming to the market. 
And all that means is that the market hasn't been trading in a normal functioning in a normal way, right? Because it's had all this stimulus and everything. So the purpose of that story was really just to make people aware that, hey, you know, maybe there are some similarities here and maybe I shouldn't be blind to it, um, the possibility. So that's really what I thought about when I did that. Um, so anyway, I kind of went through the levels that we're looking for. We, we want to see happen. If we get those breaks, I think we're going to have a lot further to go. Um, I think that the next couple of days could get a little rough and we'll see what happens. But, you know, luckily we've been kind of preparing for this now. Uh, basically, we started to see the option trades build up starting in as early as July for this time period. And uh, it wasn't really until the gamma trade blew up at the end of August that we really started, you know, to really have the unwind. Uh, and uh, anyway, that's it for today. Bye. <laughs>